welcome to the Three Lefts Make Right podcast. We're Danny and Kevin, aka the Van Dukes. This podcast is all about rolling with the unexpected turns in life and sharing lessons from the road less traveled. This is a place where we share conversations with open minds traveling the open road. We hope these conversations inspire your inner gypsy and get you to adventure before dementia. The best time is now to start living your dream life. We're going to get straight into it today. We got some special guests with us. And before we get into that, uh, thanks for watching yesterday's video, guys. And um, download that Baja guide. The link is in the description. Shout outs to the people who have done that. So <laughs> I hear it loud and clear. So we're stoked. But without further ado, we're going to bring on our guests for tonight's show. And uh, let's bring them on. We got our good band friends and they've been in the game for a minute uh drifter journey what's up guys Hello. they got a youtube and an instagram so make sure to subscribe and follow yeah and also they got lots of baja content on their website and they will share with you how to get that but how are you guys doing how's it going out there in sunny california fantastic it's been really nice can everybody hear us too yeah i think so because yeah. everyone's staying okay. loud and clear here so beautiful <laughs> you guys are enjoying that warm weather we're out here freezing and you guys are surfing so <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> we'll get uh we'll get straight into it though so when you guys went down to baja uh how long were you guys down there uh we went for about a month we would have stayed longer but we had some other international travel plans already booked so um a month was a fast trip for us to drive all the way from san diego down to cabo san lucas and back up and we probably only stayed in each place a night or two um so we're excited to go back and spend a little bit more time because you guys were down there for like two or three months right yeah three months it was supposed to be like two weeks we were just supposed to sneak down <laughs> yeah. there like you guys do and we were like well yeah. we push off everything you know we'll just stay yeah. here while it's nice <laughs> Once you're yep. down there, it's hard to come back. Yep. For sure. Yeah, and you guys love the tacos. I'm sure that's like a spot out there. <laughs> you guys are like taco hot spring king and queen. Yeah. What we were tried. your favorite tacos in there? Uh, <laughs> taco, tacos May is probably one of the best in Cabo. Yeah. So there's like two different kinds of tacos. You can get like the authentic different tacos or you can get the more normal al pastor like uh street food tacos and we really like tacos may in cabo san lucas it's it's good it's pretty good yeah 21 pesos though yeah. for taco. <laughs> they're about a dollar do you guys ever uh dabble in the uh heart tacos i think that's a mexican favorite maybe <laughs> yeah Sweet. they have we've had them yeah. Quarter zone, all my Spanish coming out. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have any background um, in Spanish? Uh, not there? really. I mean, I did it in high school for a bit, but no. I took yeah, French, same. So that wasn't super helpful, but <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're always working on it, right? <laughs> when you go to Canada, you know, it'll be helpful there. And he's got that's the Spanish true. side. So, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so, the nice thing about Mexico is you don't really have to know 
great Spanish, right? Like a lot of people speak English in Baja, which is nice. Um, that's something that we like suggest in one of our blogs is it is helpful to learn Spanish because you can have more authentic interactions with the locals and really get to know people and get to know the area. But it shouldn't be a reason not to go, right? Because a lot of people do speak English down there. Yeah, no, we found it fairly easy. And once we found people who spoke English, we held on tight. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of questions we get about Baja is the safety. People are concerned a bit about being safe in Baja. And I just want to see like what you guys felt about that. Like we thought it was totally chill most of the time. There were some hiccups, but I'd like to hear what you guys say. Um, So I only freaked out the first night. And it was just kind of, we were in San Felipe, just Puerto Citos. We were alone. Yeah. So we rolled solo. We got down there and it seemed like a ghost town and it just, I just was getting bad feelings from it. And, uh, like the first night we went to the first campsite and it was totally empty. The building was empty and there was no one around. Some random guy was trying to take money from us. So I went to another guy's house that had a campground and we stayed there for the night. And I told her, I was like, we're, we're leaving tomorrow and woke up in the morning. Everything was fine. And we just kept going South and we found the further South we got the safer we felt. And then we ended up meeting some other people cruising with them for a bit. So, um, get day one out of the way and you're golden. I think that (laughs) highlights like a major point though, is that, for traveling in Baja, there is safety in numbers. You're less of a target. You're less conspicuous. Um, and I think like people have kind of a, I don't know, an unfair perception of how safe or unsafe it is. Um, it is safe and it's, it is safer the further south you get, but there's obviously some, some bad stuff that does happen as it can happen to anyone traveling anywhere in the world. So um, yeah, we have a whole blog on tourist safety too. And I think it's just like, and you guys will probably touch on this too. If you just use like common sense and don't call attention to yourself and use your brain, uh, you'll probably be all right. <laughs> yeah. And use your gut instinct. Like you said, we had a couple situations where we were like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. And it was confirmed by the locals that, yeah, you guys should get out of here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but everyone was willing to help us get out of there as fast as possible. You know, they all were it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And also you touched on another point was traveling with people. Mm-hmm. We, for the most part, traveled with people. And when we weren't, there was a little more apprehension at the campsite, but that's definitely a huge point. And I was going to also ask, are you guys going to go down there solo again? Or are you guys kind of figuring some things out with friends or what's going on? Uh, we put an open invite to the internet and said whoever wants to go we're leaving at the end of february so we'll post some more stuff about that um yeah all right guys you heard it at drifter journey on instagram so uh dm them if you want to join the uh caravan Caravan. they know where the tacos are yeah we're rolling i mean we're gonna go for all of march and april is the plan as long as the borders open and Mm -hmm. uh We'll go solo if no one comes. So Yeah, I think we'll yeah. find people, even if we're not with the same group the whole time, we'll probably try to like, you know, go with a couple rigs. I think the ideal group is like 
three to five rigs. So, you know, if we get a big group and people just need help, like getting across the border and stuff like that, that's totally fine. We're happy to help with that. And then I think eventually people will kind of like group up with common interests. Like we're more going to be pursuing boondocking and fishing and surfing. Some other people may want to spend more time like exploring towns and things like that. So I'm sure that if the group even gets big enough for that to happen, <laughs> they'll kind of divide up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that happened with us. It was a Kevin surfing trip and people came and went as they pleased, but we <laughs> waited the swell out every time. <laughs> and we got great surf. We were stoked. Nice. So, oh, wait, I did see a question float on by there. Um, how did you guys do a service out there? Like staying connected? Uh, yeah. Um, we have a Verizon hotspot, but there were days, if I mean, three or four days of driving where there's just no service. So I, I think for those that need to work remote, uh, it can be a little more difficult if you need to be tied to anything. But it's doable. You just have to, you know, do your long drives to and stay close to the city. But, yeah, I mean, there's some large expanses of no service whatsoever. So we actually bought um, a Garmin. I don't even know what it is yet. We just got oh, it. Inreach or something? But, yeah. yeah, one of those. So, um, okay. That's a so good yeah, thing. So we're going to be able to send out you know, messages in case we get into a weird spot. Then we can we at least send a signal like, yeah. hey, we're in trouble. Come get us. So yeah. Hopefully yeah, we don't have to use guide surfing. Send help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you're... Uh, your uh, caravan's filling up. You got vans 60% in, and then Victory Island said they're in. So you guys are filling up. Yeah. Filling up. 60% <laughs> more than 50%. So. Yeah. That, 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 you pass in high school with that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Van says, service is my biggest concern. Zoom is life for my remote work. Yeah, we did all right. We stole a lot of Wi-Fi out there. Cerritos Beach, they got good Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. That's a good spot. Yeah, you go to yeah. like anywhere that has a major campground or a tourist area, there's going to be Wi-Fi that you can poach, um, but not in like those crazy, epic, isolated beach campsites that you're looking for. <laughs> like the East Coast. Yeah, also, I'll note that the Mexican Wi-Fi and servers was genuinely slower than here. I noticed just because we uploaded videos and it would take. We would just ages. leave it on overnight. Yeah, I put it in the fan and just leave it. <laughs> Service up there. So, a few, few more questions. Oh, I got them. So, um, I'm gonna ask if you got one. So. Had you did you guys get stuck in the sand at all out there? And any advice for people at the inspection points? Yes. Um, <laughs> we didn't personally get stuck down there in the sand. We did get stuck in California in the sand once. Oh, tell about that. But Zach, <laughs> downhill trucker, Zach. Uh, he he did get stuck in the sand at a campground. Uh, so we carry a set of tread pros like the big recovery uh, traction, traction pads, pads and, and a shovel and an air compressor yeah, yeah. we got we, we got we can air down so that's like the biggest thing we've found to to drive through the sand so we air down 
and then we have the compressor to fill back up and we're not super concerned especially if we're with someone else i think you know you can get out of most situations yeah but the thing about that incident was that both our rig and the other one that we were with joe and lily pulled into the spot just fine and then zach pulled in right next to us and he just sunk so those these beach spots can be deceiving mm -hmm. and that's one reason to not travel alone but if you are going to, to just be well prepared so that is something that is on our baja prep checklist is a whole bunch of items that you may want to stock up on um being the tire deflators uh, an air compressor the traction mats a shovel so that you can self-recover if you have to most likely there's going to be people around that can help um and usually you know you're just barely off into the soft stuff so it wasn't like a crisis, but these rigs are heavy, so they sink fast. Yeah, we even saw some four by four sprinters that would just sink. They yeah. couldn't get up. They were like a one seventy sprinter, just was like axle yeah, deep. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys yeah. get stuck? Oh, oh yeah. Us <laughs> and the Adventure <laughs> Islands and Van Jesus. I mean. The Adventure Islands are on here. They know. Van Jesus got stuck upon arrival. We're like, we're in Mexico, baby. He was like, <laughs> and then he was like, party. We're like, hell yeah, that's a great way to handle it. Nice. Yeah. But advice for being stuck is you oh. can. Um, oh, thanks. Shut Matt. up, Matt. Oh, yeah, cool. thanks. You can. Uh, threw me off. If you lower your tire pressure and you have a full-size shovel, because even the Allens know we have a little, like, dinky poop shovel, but once we got the tire pressure down, the poop shovel, the max tracks, we were invincible. Nothing could stop us. And then he has a question with that. Oh, and then Matt's got a question for us. Was there anything you brought that you would need – that you but thought was, you'd need, but it was just a waste of space in the van. Like anything you brought to Mexico that you didn't need, it was a waste of space. We did bring a Berkey filter. Yeah. So we went out and bought a Berkey filter because we didn't know the situation. We wanted to be completely prepared. <laughs> so Such a waste of space. It just wasted counter space and we haven't really used it. <laughs> they had like good uh, aqua purificata places out there. That, mm -hmm. Yeah. But that was probably. What about you I don't guys? Think we brought anything we didn't need. I think we were. Yeah. We did bring like thirty gallons of water with us, so. Yeah. We started out with a bunch, and then we were we filled up down there too. Um, but yeah. I don't think we. We were good. Yeah. We got lucky. Uh, yeah. We don't really bring much extra, anyways. Um, you're not allowed to bring extra fuel across the border, so you can bring water, and we did stock up on water. But otherwise, like, you can get everything down there. There's a lot of really good stores um, and supplies. So, and maybe it's different with a diesel vehicle if you need to, like, stock up on other things for the vehicle. But for us, it was pretty simple. Yeah, I guess maybe deaf. I don't know. If they, no, they sold they have, all yeah, they that. Sold all that. Okay. We don't, we don't get the it. The diesel so. in Mexico <laughs> is low sulfur, and they definitely sell deaf. So... We got that covered. Our van's still running good. <laughs> nice. Oh, that is one thing to note, though. <laughs> they all wanted to put diesel yeah. in our van. Oh, yeah. So you oh, saw that. Oh, it was a sprinter. Yeah. They yeah. just assume that all white vans are sprinters and they need diesel. So you have to be very clear because sometimes they don't think that you know what gas yeah. you need. We had that awkward yeah. one. Yeah. I was like, 
He's like, diesel. I was like, no. Nah. And I think it's, I don't know if it's actually gasolina, but I kept saying that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then their yeah. handles are different. They're like, yeah. their uh, diesel is black and their unleaded is green, which is the opposite here in America. So I was like, ah, they're going to ruin our van. <laughs> totally. oh, another thing on the gas is they try to scam you on the gas. Yeah. So make zero. sure they reset it to zero because yeah. they'll like, <laughs> They'll get you. They tried a few times on us, but we know the old uh, not resetting the gas thing. We too. saw it on an eye overlander, and we then we like noticed it. And We're like, dude oh man! Tried to do it like instantly after Did we read it. Did that happen to us already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's uh, several scams associated with buying gas. Another is if you pay cash, which most places you mm-hmm. can pay with a card now, but there's some places where you have to pay cash. You can hand them cash. And then they'll just pocket it and pretend like you didn't pay them. So the custom is that you hold your cash out in front of you and wait for them to count your change out back. And then you like exchange it at the same time. Um, It feel, you feel kind of shitty, like being so distrustful of people. Cause 90% of, you know, these people are just honest, hardworking people that don't mean you any harm, but you know, you got to watch out for yourself at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Um, do you guys have any like favorite spots while you're down there that you're planning on going back to for like camping, fishing, surfing, or tacos and other food? I don't know if we can share them <laughs> to this many people live. Yeah, no, uh, you don't have to, but maybe regions or, I mean, I think most people agree that once you hit Baja, California, sir, you're kind of in the, uh, surfing area. You're in the goods. It's just safer, and I don't know. That's what we felt. We camped a bunch in in between there, and we found really good surf, but it was remote, and it was dirt roads, and it was just kind of out there, and some people said it was safe. Some people said it wasn't, so we didn't Um, know. I think, so we really liked Laredo, so for for towns. Yeah. Um, Everybody said uh, Mulahe is amazing, but we went through there on Sunday both times, so the whole town was closed. Yes, yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> definitely make sure to stop there during the week. Um, and then the whole East Cape. I don't. Did you guys do the East Cape drive? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like the best. Yeah, it's about as good as it gets. So we'll spend some time out there, and then. There is a dream surf spot that I'm trying to go to, but it, uh, I don't think it's supposed to. You got the book, huh? Yeah. That's all you need, people. You can get brave as you want with this thing. (laughs) But it's funny, like the very first hand experience in it, it's like this first hand. It's like we relived it. And I'm sitting there reading it. And I'm like, and then we get stuck in this place, and I'm with the Adventure Allens and Keith and everyone. I go, hold on, let me read this excerpt. And it's literally like where we are. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to get a tow truck. <laughs> We're in a dangerous area that you should And then there's these. I don't know. We like these. They really helped yep. us, like, know what roads were actually legitimate for driving. Yep, those are great. And we got the sumo springs like you guys, so we're on the same yeah. frequency. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually curious to see how those will do on the crappy roads. Like for for flexing, I'm unsure. Oh, yeah. We went through some pretty nasty, steep, rutted stuff last time because 
the roads didn't exist after Highway the hurricane. Five was still washed out. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. wow. It was bad. Um, so I am curious if the Sumo Springs will actually be worse for kind of the off-road situation, but we'll update everybody once we get back this time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Adventure Islands are throwing out some good spots in the chat. Yeah. Santos. Yeah, nice. Just yeah. stay away from the guy at the cafe who's trying to sell you herbs. <laughs> got a steep price. <laughs> but, um, Noted. I was going to say, you guys have the motorcycle. Uh, that yeah. must be awesome out there. We dream of having the motorcycle in Baja. Kind of maybe explain to people why it's great to tow a motorcycle out there. So we didn't bring it. <laughs> oh. And I don't think you will actually. So yeah. when you go to nope. get insurance, they mm -hmm. ask how much the value of your car is or whatever. And I think for the van, it was like what 600 for a year? 400 uh, for six months? Yeah. So Yeah, that sounds all right. The motorcycle, you put it in for a value of under 5000 because that's what it is. And it was still the same price. And you had to have a separate policy for it. So we didn't oh. bring it. But we have talked about crossing the border and buying one of those really cheap Venta 150s from Walmart. Oh, oh no, yeah. No, nice. we actually looked at them. <laughs> yeah. We were figuring out how we'd make it happen. Yeah, we were like, why don't we I mean, have these at Walmart? <laughs> it sounds horrible. I mean, it's, it's $1,000. But I figure for a thousand bucks, we could just cruise that thing like crazy. And then hopefully when we get back to, you know, Ensenada or Tijuana on the way back, maybe we can sell it to a local person for 500 bucks or whatever. And we're like, okay, we spent $500 to have this yeah. sweet little, yeah. or even maybe get it back across the border. I don't know what the legalities yeah. in that are. Marketplace, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mentioned the motorcycle thing because we went out to the surf break and we oh, drove and we bumped and we made it. And then in the morning, I just see this like kid or younger guy come down the road on his dirt bike and he's there in like seconds. I don't know where he came from. <laughs> As a surfboard on the bike, gets off and I'm like, oh my basically God. jumps from like the cliff yeah, in right there. That was fucking sick. <laughs> Yeah, it does but, make the road a lot more tolerable, but we probably won't bring it again. Just yeah. not only the insurance thing, but it it also makes the van a bit more of a target for theft if we were to leave it. So, um, yeah, we'll That's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another thing, and you don't have to give away the goods, but are there some good hot springs in mexico because these guys are the hot springs experts and they've showed us the goods but i don't know if that's something you can just give out we yeah we we can share these uh okay. <laughs> we went to some and we loved them yeah did you go to portacitos no. no see you knew the good ones i knew it <laughs> so that one is actually that town that i was sketched out in um, but it's in, it's like literally in the ocean. So you have to be on low tide. Well, mid tide is best because yeah. it's too hot. It's super hot too. On its own. So as the tide is um, going out or coming in so that it mixes a little bit, it's perfect. Um, so yeah, that one's good. There was one in, 
this one's a, not good. So we'll share it. In Ensenada or outside of Ensenada. Oh yeah, we did, we, we tried to find that. Impressed with that. We we dug okay. in the sand and didn't actually find the pools that were there. I'm talking about the ones with the little shrimp that were biting you. No. Um, <laughs> that was uh, Bahia de Concepcion, yeah. and it, it uh. was a bad spot. Like it was beautiful, but the water wasn't that hot. And I'm pretty sure there were little shrimpies swimming around biting. Were, my yeah, we were getting butt. we were getting bit. We had it, and you had to take uh. the pack rafts over to it. So it was really cool. It wasn't super hot, cool. and and uh, there was things biting us, but. Yeah. And then there is another spot, um, Valle Guadalupe. So just, it's like three hours across the border from San Diego. Uh, we haven't okay. been to it yet. That one's like a resort and you, you know, you got to pay to camp, but each campsite has its own pool. Uh, oh, so that's we, cool. Yeah, I've seen pictures. It looks amazing. So we're going to go there. We may even go there before we go down Yeah, on a like set, a, just like a weekend a trip. trip from here. Which ones did you guys go to? We went to the Sargento Hot Springs. It's like on the beach. It's got such an amazing reef off of like the hot spring. It's called El Sargento or El Sargento. Um, yeah, it's a beach. It's got hot. You can stack the rocks up. It's like almost too hot. You can really yeah, like only go at high tide. Okay. But nice. that place was awesome because at uh right off the hot springs there's like an amazing coral reef huh so, yeah i didn't know about that, that one yeah. yeah that one's Sorry, nice I, I already googled it <laughs> oh do you find it that is it like down past the pause there yeah, yeah it's yeah. right near the pause it's like an hour away oh, it's by la ventana the yeah ventana. it is there was lots yeah. of uh bike surfers out there yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah, and we'll there's go. mountain biking over there, too. We did some mountain biking there. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is mountain biking there. Yeah, it's pretty chill. So while we're on the topic, Danny and I, we had a sup and a kayak. We ended up using the sup more, but we loved it, having the flotation devices out there. I mean, I think you guys have pack rafts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we could both say that we would highly recommend having like a way to get out on the water are you guys planning on fishing at all yes uh, um but from shore you can you don't have to have a fishing license if you fish from shore in mexico um oh, you do okay. if you fish from watercraft of any kind so we're probably just going to fish from shore but i also agree that the pack rafts were awesome anywhere on the sea of cortez coast it's like amazing crystal clear blue water um, there's also like a couple bays that have bioluminescence every winter. So that's really cool to get out on the water in the raft. So yeah, if you don't have like some kind of watercraft, maybe think about getting one before you go. Yeah. With also, that point, what's up? We might go try spearfishing this time. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. we are. We're definitely going to be doing that <laughs> next time nice. we go. Yeah. Our yeah. friend made a spearfish out of a like broom handle and he caught a fish. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. our buddy Reed caught some stuff on his rig, so we're convinced. Yeah. Nice. But I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well. See, I ruined it. Uh, it wasn't important anyways. So any uh, resources you guys recommend 
Um, I know they're great apps and I was showing that book, but I was wondering like, just anything you guys could recommend to people heading out there. Where'd that other book go? Um, it's on the counter Ooh. over there. So we do have another book that's um, Camping Mexico's Baja. It's by Mike and Terry Church. Um, it's this oh, one. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. They have, they have a lot of really good spots. Um, most of them are paid campgrounds. So if you are the type that needs Wi-Fi and showers and hookups and stuff, then that's really helpful. But they also just have a lot of local knowledge in the book about like, what places feel safe versus not safe, like where you probably shouldn't be alone um, versus in a caravan. And then um, the other thing that we love is you need some kind of offline maps. So um, I Overlander obviously works offline and gives you a lot of information, but it doesn't provide offline navigation. So we use the maps.me app for that. And essentially what you can do is go into the app and download an area to your phone before you go, or before you leave service. And then you can use that for navigation. It's not super high tech, but it at least helps you. And we use that um, along with the paper maps just to help us get where we needed to go. Yeah, maps.me. Danny mentioned that, but we never... We, yeah, we, we always use the Google Maps or whatever. But those suck. Yeah, sometimes they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. You have to zoom in super far to download like a million areas, but yeah, yeah. maps not me next time. <laughs> oh, and I see another question that came in. Oh, for us, I guess. How often... Well, you guys bike too, but how often do you use your bikes? We go at least like once a week, I feel like. Oh, yeah, in our van now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... In Mexico, we actually were I'm getting yeah. some feedback or something. I don't know what it is. But we use the bikes a lot, especially in Mexico. From campsite to town, we would do that. We didn't bring bikes down. Yeah. Okay. We left our bikes in our friend's garage in California. Um, again, like they take up a lot of room for us, and we were worried about them being like a theft risk. You know, if somebody broke into the van, then that would be the first thing they saw. And we didn't really think we'd need them. So we left them back. But if I knew there was some like epic riding, I might bring them. But it's just like for us, the trip is really more fish, surf, eat tacos. So we'll probably leave them behind again. Yeah. And then uh, I know you've been working on the blog. You want to just let everyone know where to find it and what you've provided for them there? Yeah, so um, our website is drifterjourney.com, and you can navigate to the blog, and there's, I think I posted four or five new blogs. Um, one of them is uh, how to prepare for Baja, and it's a whole checklist starting two months out of, like, things you need to start working on, like paperwork, um, like if you're going to get a century pass or anything like that. It talks about um, the tourist card that you need to get and all those questions. Um, I posted something about actually crossing the border and going through security checkpoints because I know that that can be an intimidating thing for a lot of people and so just having some good expectations and understanding around how that that thing goes I think helps people feel a little bit better about going to Baja. Um, I also wrote a blog about tourist safety so talking about like common sense travel tips and scams to be aware of in Baja. Then nice. talk a little bit about boondocking um, how to find campsites, what it's like boondocking in Baja, things like that. And then the best Tacos. is the best street food in Baja, how to find it, what to look for, that kind of stuff. 
And this time you're gonna add the hot springs to her. Yeah, you guys should really make a guide yeah. of all of your hot springs and stuff. That's like I would buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I would. No joke. We've talked about it. Yeah, I've talked about it. It feels feels like a lot of work because all of it's on I mean, so much of it's on Google now. No, it's so, yeah, not but if you just it's that we aren't necessarily sure that we want to share all of them. Yeah. True. That's so, which feels selfish, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part no. of it is like finding it too. That's part of like the excitement of the yeah. hot spring and everything. Exactly. Like a treasure hunt. Yeah. Yeah. It all finds right. you. <laughs> a few more questions. So anything you would recommend bringing for anyone that's just anything you can think off the top of your head, obviously not the basic things, but I was just thinking like, I forgot to mention in the video to bring like fishing poles and beach equipment, but anything maybe you guys know, cause you guys been down there too and know what's up. Um, some kind of shade structure. We, I mean, we were pretty warm most of the time. It's nice to be able to get out of the sun if you're, parked up on the beach for you know multiple days in a row so we actually have niso tents um it's like kind of a spandex material and it just pops up with these poles and then you fill these bags with sand uh it's pretty nice um she's got a list yeah, that she just pulled I up i do have a whole list of stuff we recommend <laughs> on that baja prep checklist um but a couple things I think that we probably will get before we go that we didn't have last time is like a, a jump start pack. We have jumper cables, yeah. but that requires another vehicle. So mm -hmm. um, like one of the jump start packs, um, along with the other stuff that we mentioned for self recovery, if you get stuck. Um, another thing that I would recommend for Baja is a light bar or some kind of like supplemental lighting. Ideally, you're not driving at night because it's really not yeah. safe or recommended. But if you do have to drive at night, it is pitch black and the roads suck. So it is really helpful to have extra lighting. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff I could go through, but those are probably some of the bigger, more important ones. No, those were great. They'll and have to go to your blog. Yeah, so you got to go to the blog. No more information. <laughs> yeah. And make sure you comment when you're there. Yeah. yeah no one ever comments. I know. We sure. just turned on our comment feature. I didn't even know it was a thing. So, yeah. Um, you can't comment on our blog. Oh, I guess we can't. You can't comment. I on turned our blog. it off because I was getting spammed every day. So I stopped oh. letting it. There <laughs> was no legitimate people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did we got another good question? We have a couple though. Should we? Did yeah, we get yeah. six hundred tacos? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, when, depends. What do you consider sick? Is, is... <laughs> I've had food poisoning. <laughs> Three of them from Mexico. So yes. But I think we did it good overall this last time. Yeah, you know. it happens. I mean, we we do it to ourselves because we're willing to take that risk by eating the food that we eat. Um, a lot of people say if you douse it in lime juice and hot sauce, you'll keep yourself safe. But it, it depends on a lot of things. It depends on your digestive system, the food that yeah. you're eating that day. You can also get it from a few other things. So did you guys get sick? No, and we ate quite a bit of, I mean, like fresh vegetables and, and ceviche, stuff. and we made it ourselves a lot. And yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it we didn't happened. get we didn't get super sick by any means. This this uh, last time. Do you not remember me 
I guess you got sick. I don't remember it. But it couldn't have been that bad, though. We had a three-day drive back from Cabo. Yeah, I like what Matt says. You always get a little sick. Yeah, he's right. You, you do. Little, I mean, you're eating okay. weird food that you're not used You're going to poop. So. <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to. <laughs> and, and Carissa's question, are there a lot of tourists there? I would, I don't know. Um, I would say in the cities, there are a lot of tourists, but. I would call there are a lot of travelers, yeah, like yeah. expats at you know the campgrounds yeah. you're going to be going to. Um, and how Jess said that you didn't really have to like worry about your English. I felt like there were so many like Canadians and Americans traveling down there that you kind of always yeah. found yourself speaking English. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about what's in your first aid kit? Mm-hmm. What's a first aid kit? <laughs> that's actually so i would recommend you and we're gonna do this before we go is like revamping your first aid kit yeah you're supposed to do that um, pretty often and most importantly for mexico i would say have some kind of disinfectant and then some kind of like sutures or i mean we have new skin specifically for cuts and stuff like that um especially because greg's going to be surfing more this trip and you can get your kind of cut up on the reef or rocks pretty easily so those are like the two basic items otherwise you can add in like your painkillers uh your pepto-bismol type items um you want to add some kind of maybe water tablets if you're worried about that and then i mean i don't even just all your standard stuff and i guess you know the more remote you're going the more you should be prepared to deal with any situation because there i mean there's not help close to some of these areas so we had a a scorpion one night Mm. and we were on the east cave and nothing happened but we were probably two hours from a hospital so you know just thinking thinking about that stuff uh no it was was we had a fire on the beach and yeah so we there was this whole pile of driftwood that had come in with the tide at some point and uh joe that was with us had arms full of firewood brings it back throws it in the fire and then we just see this little scorpion running in the fire because it was in the pile of wood and so we when we got google back i googled it and turns out it was like this little tiny one and turns out it was one of the worst ones down there so oh my gosh (laughs) i didn't know that yeah Yeah. it's the same thing with like there's stingrays there's urchins yeah Yeah. um, I think what's more important than having like a fully stocked first aid kit is knowing how to handle those things. Because a lot of the times your first reaction is actually just to get it clean and stop any kind of swelling. And those are pretty basic items to carry with you, but knowing what to do is pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. And with surfing being mentioned, um, ding repair kits are very important. Yeah. I brought one yeah. and I saved my life, saved my session. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sun cure, quick, I gotta get back out there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I have a tendency to uh ruin my boards a lot these days. So well, it's hard not to. They're like made of plastic and fo- or foam and fiberglass. <laughs> they do that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they did. It has to be. Tekowski so asked if you got sick from the water. Oh, yeah. Let's take some questions. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't think we got sick from the water, but we also. I did it one time. <laughs> we both got sick from the water when we had flown down once. Oh, yeah. That but, was, uh -huh. I mean, it was a restaurant and we asked for the tap water and it came and it literally had black stuff floating around in it. And I just said, maybe it's the charcoal filter and drank it anyway. <laughs> and I pooped a lot for that the next was, several days. That was rough. Uh, Butt soup, like Kenny calls it. Yeah, yeah, the butt, the butt <laughs> yeah. soup. Explosive but, but, uh, <laughs> so we filter our water down there now or drink bottled water uh, yeah. just to be safer about it because it's not ideal when that happens. Honestly, like I hate the practice of having to order bottled water because there's already so much garbage like littering everywhere in Baja. And so I yeah. try to avoid it at all costs like a lot of times I'll ask if the tap water is safe and I'll risk it or I just won't drink any water at the restaurant and I'll wait or I'll bring my own because it drives me nuts like to have to order bottled water. Yeah. Yep. I think. Oh, no, I was trying to. But I was saying we have the removable water containers and we have. Oh, yeah no problem at the agua purificada and we never got sick and we just take our gallons in and fill them and bring them back it's super easy so i love the yeah those are everywhere. yeah yeah they're everywhere like since they need them to basically live it's it's in every little town yep yeah we noticed a lot of, i think uh free tired he had like a fixed water tank and he said it was really hard to like get it filled yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, you basically have to go to like a campground yeah. for that. We have a really mm -hmm. small onboard tank and then we carry the jugs with us. So yeah. So it's expandable basically. Yeah, nice. You can do both if you have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think you guys absolutely destroyed it. Um yeah. before we leave, we're gonna just ask a few questions. Oh yeah um okay who is the navigator of the group <laughs> you too <laughs> she is i i drive greg just drives as he says yeah i'm, I'm the driver <laughs> yeah Me too, greg. Do I <laughs> she doesn't know how to navigate yeah <laughs> he's like, like wow it's beautiful how do we get here <laughs> like, i'm glad you enjoyed it <laughs> That's why I'm always driving. Everyone always gives Kevin a hard time, but I'm like, he's a way better co-pilot. So, <laughs> um, who makes the best tacos? Between us? Yeah, I don't think Greg's ever made I, a taco. Makes tacos better, probably. You better need to come back. <laughs> I'll make your tacos this time. I'll make a video. Okay. It. Who finds the most hot springs? I would say me for sure. Oh, for sure. All right, for you sure. got one. Under your belt. <laughs> that you was good. I want you to shut out, bro. <laughs> Who is the better fisherman slash woman? Because when we were with you guys, we were just kind of watching while you guys got to partake. We got fed. Yeah, but they fed us about, they caught about <laughs> seven fish. So I had to ask who is the bet? Who would you say after Greg's the summer? Greg's a better angler, for sure. He's uh, a little bit better with hooking the fish. I'll get them, but I lose them. 
So it's very frustrating. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm better. So that's my point again. Yeah, yeah. another one coming up. <laughs> oh, so you guys tied. We feel good because the last question is the most notorious band life question is where are you going next? Oh, not where do we poop? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, that's okay. another notorious one. <laughs> we all know the answer. So, uh, where are we going next? We're Baja. And, and I mean, that's yeah. that's the next actual trip. We're so. in Southern California for the next six weeks, eight weeks, give or take. Um, and then, yeah, we may do some quick trips here over the weekends, but next big, big move is Baja in March. Nice. nice. And the uh, road trip caravan is filling up quick, guys. So, and I yeah. wanted to say congratulations <laughs> on finishing your van. Oh yeah, and yeah, and selling it. Good job. Are you guys in the new van now? Yeah, we're in it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm slapped over because I can't sit up super straight right now because I don't really? fit. Really? <laughs> oh, are you on the bed? On the bed. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're on the bed. <laughs> yeah, nice. Congrats. We know how good it feels when it's it's gone. done and yeah. gone. And yeah. And you're like, on All right. the, Yeah, you the made it. Thing. Yep. Yeah. Like actually done. Yeah. Well, um, I think that covers it. And one more time, just tell everyone where to find you because you guys have a YouTube channel as well. And I hope everyone goes and subscribes. And just give your rundown of all your social and website and all that. Yeah, so we're pretty much, we're Drifter Journey everywhere. So Drifter Journey on uh, Instagram, Drifter Journey on YouTube, and then DrifterJourney.com for the blog and all of those resources. But all of that stuff is linked up through Instagram as well. So if it's easy for you to just go there first, then you can find all of that in our link tree there. And uh, there's a dot in, in it on yeah. Instagram. Instagram is drifter.journey. Sorry. If you just <laughs> yeah. do drifter journey, you find us and get a redirect though. Yeah. So. Oh, I know the dot because oh, we all job. know Lee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Van dot there. Yeah, I see Van dot there here. Van dot there. Park you dot there. <laughs> But, we miss you too <laughs> yeah we miss everyone out there and it's cool to hang out and thank you so much guys for doing this first ever live chat with us yeah cooking out with us <laughs> yeah, and we'll, us. yeah 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 we'll, we'll stick around for a sec but we will see you guys drift your journey on the other side all right i think i can just yeah. get you off like that <laughs> <laughs> We're gone. <laughs> Good night, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks. We did it. Yeah. But everyone out there, huge thanks for joining us in our first ever live chat. And I think we covered all the questions. Just kind of zoom through real quick. Um, I think, yeah, yeah we I never we had did. problems with the food. We hit a lot of farmer's markets. We actually cooked almost all our own food ourselves, but we did make lots of ceviche and got lots of fish from the farm or from the fishermen on the beach. So hit those guys up. Don't be afraid to ask for the fish on the beach. We got some amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, that went really good. Yeah. Thanks for everyone that was hanging out with us. And I hope you guys got a lot of information that was 
very beneficial to so have. So Van there says the road is long and bumpy. Um, it's not actually as bad as you would think. The highway one going through Baja is actually pretty nice. I mean, comparatively to what you'll be driving on the rest of the time, a lot of the offshoots to the beach are intense, but that's when these maps come in handy. And also our uh, guide has a lot of easier to access beaches. So if you're worried about beating your van up, um, I would recommend checking that guide out. Uh, big shout out to the Adventure Allens. Uh, we'd love to have you guys on next. Matt Bolton, thanks, man. Thanks for yeah. contributing so much to the, the comments and just being an OG kook, man. We love you. Um, Kenny, Ronald, everyone out there. Bomba. Oh, thanks, Kenny. That's Bomba. amazing, dude. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank Buddha. Thank you. <laughs> Kenny. But yeah, guys, thanks for the uh, love out there. And I think if there's any more questions, I think we're pretty good. But yeah, Pikowski, you got to get down there, man. You're going to love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll come back next week. We got another guest lined up for next week. We're going to talk about um, how he built his van out of a makerspace and also just about how he got how van life kind of created his life from here on out. So we're excited to talk to him. Um, the makerspace is a great place. I know a lot of people, when they watch our videos, we were working in a really nice workshop and not everyone can have that, but with this makerspace, it's $50 a month and you can have the workshop that you need to do anything with wood or metal or sewing machines. It's awesome. So we're excited to talk to him next week. All right, you kooks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. It's a big help if you guys can give us a podcast review and give us a thumbs up. Also, uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Van Kooks channel on YouTube and catch these podcasts live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next week for another Three Lefts Make a Right podcast. Oh yeah, adventure before dementia. Don't forget.